has the future already happened? Ubar Yerich Imo. Ubar Yerich Imo means a, f- a fetus is a limb of the mother. And this takes us into the whole question of the status of a fetus. And the uh, the whole idea of a, of a fetus is fascinating in halacha. Firstly, it has very wide ramifications. Issues of abortion, issues of murder, issues of damages, issues of, of kodshim. Um, the, right through shas, the issue of the status of, a, of an ubar, a fetus, in its relation to, it, to the mother, is something that is discussed. And what makes it really complicated is, is the following. Is, is the ubar, is the fetus a limb of the mother? Is it part of the mother's body? What is the answer? Yes, yes and no. The answer is both. Is the ubar an independent living body or is it just something that is potential life? The answer is yes, it's both. So that's why the ubar is halachically and existentially so fascinating because it deals with with, with such paradox and opposites, it is by its very definition paradoxical in every kind of halachic dimension. So how we deal with it becomes an important approach to how we deal with life because life is like that. So much in life. Is, is it this or the, is that? The answer is uh, both. How much of life is black and white? We like to think in black and white and we like to reduce everything to black and white. But the truth is everything contains so much potential and possibility that is unknown that, that what we're dealing with in most of the times of our life is thing, are, are things as complex and, and paradoxical as the ubar. So we start off, it looks as if we're dealing with the status of the ubar, the question of whether an ubar is, is part of the mother or it isn't. And it, as you'll see as we get into it, we're actually dealing with something slightly differently and, and, and very important. So we start off with, with our Gomorrah. So we, we're dealing with a concept called... Um, the, with, the con, with the concept that the, the, the Gemara is discussing, which is Rakav. Rakav is the, again, it's not very, not, not very appetizing, this, this sugya, but it's just mathematically fascinating and halachically fascinating and, and philosophically fascinating. Rakav is the dust of a decomposed body. And that, so that's what we're dealing with now. The, the, this, the degree to which the rakav, the dust of the decomposed body, can cause tumah. And there are all sorts of laws around that. There are all sorts of principles around that. One of them is it must come from one body. It, it must only be the body, not a mixture of other materials. It's just the body, and it must be one body. If it's more than one body, then the rakav does not cause tumah. Also, there's various axioms that, that, that we deal with here. So now the Gomorrah comes with the question of Rabbi Yirmiya. If a woman who's pregnant is buried, she dies with a fetus in her stomach, in her, in her womb, and she's buried. And years later, the dust of the decomposed body is, is, is exposed. Uh, it, it, it's there, whatever the reason. They're moving the body, whatever the reason. The dust of the decomposed body is now in a house. Does that call tomato oil? Does that cause the house to become tame or not? Well, why, why yes. Let's say she was buried, as the Gemara discusses earlier, without a coffin and without tachrichim. Without, it's, it, it's just the body. We know it's nothing but the body. That's why it might be tame. But on the other hand, she's also got the, the fetus. Is this considered two bodies or one body? is what the Gemara is discussing. Very fascinating. By Rabbi Yirmiya, Uber b'mei isha, havi galgalim or lo? Is this a case of galgalim? Galgalim is the term the sugya uses to talk about a mixture of dust. 
is this a case of two sources of, of decomposed dust mixing together and therefore it's not Tameh? Or is it considered one body? Kivan de Amar, the Gemara explains the dilemma. Kivan de Amar Mar Uber Yerechimo. Since we learn in Shas, and it's, there's, there's so much discussion on whether Uber is Yerechimo or not. The Tanoim argue about it, and the Amaroim argue about it, and the Poskim argue about it. But the Gemara is saying here, since on the one hand we say that an Uber is a Yerechimo, a fetus is an extension of the mother, so this is one body. You've now got the decomposition of the mother and her fetus. This is one body. It's straightforward. It's not a mixture. Or maybe you consider this as a separate body because it's going to become, if this woman would have lived a little longer, this baby would have been born and been a second person. So do we treat this as a second person? And then it's two bodies that have decomposed. And then and then the Gemara goes on and say, and if we'll take the one side of this argument and say, it's as if this Uba, this fetus is a separate being, then the Gemara goes into a separate question of what happens if a, an egg has just been fertilized, so it's not yet an Uba, and it's found in the, in the fetus of the mother. Is that part of the mother, or is that a separate entity, because it comes from elsewhere? And so the Gemara goes on. But all that's interesting for us right now, for this purposes of our share, is this the imtim tzolomah, the Gemara opting to pursue the side that this fetus is an independent being, uh, which is going to be important. Now, the, again, I've just tried to bring you the essence of it because that's all that we can do in the in the Mahmonim, is try to get to the essence. So there's a Tosfus in Bova Kama where Ri says, Ri, the Bala Tosfus, huge authority, says this is the Halakha, we paskin that an Uber is part of the mother, except in the case of Trefa. So if the mother is a Trefa, meaning that the mother is shechted and we now find that this animal couldn't have lived for a year, it has a, a disease from which it couldn't have lived for a year, the animal's trefa. But what about the ubar? If, if they take out the calf and the calf is alive and the calf can live for a long time, the calf doesn't have the illness. Do we say, well, the calf's part of the mother, it's all trefa? Or do we say, no, the calf's a self, a, a, an independent being and we can treat the calf as a healthy calf. And so the reason says, except by trefa, where we treat the calf as a separate being. In all other cases, we hold that ubar yerech imo, the fetus is an extension of the woman. Now, don't jump to conclusions about abortion, because there are many other things that come into the abortion question, uh, uh, talking about where it's for the mother's health, for the mother's survival, uh, massive issues in halakha, as you know. And this is one little input into that debate, but, but only one, one of the inputs. But let's focus on what we're dealing with. The Rambam Paskins in Hilchos and Nizke Mamon, in the laws of damages. Behimam uberet shizika, if a pregnant cow causes damage. Now, the, the thing is, you, the, the law is she has to pay, or the owner has to pay chatzinezek. So let's say this pregnant cow causes $1,000 of damage. So if, if the cow is only gored, this is the first time the cow is gored, let's say, you're liable for half of that, $500. But that $500 is paid from the cow. So if the cow is only worth $200, you don't pay more than $200. What happens if the cow is worth $200, but with the calf it's worth $500? Do we say this is one, one being and you've got to pay the full $500? No. Uh, it says, says the Gemara, it says the Rambam, 
because the the calf is considered part of the mother. So if the whole thing, mother and calf, the cow and calf together are worth $500, then you have to pay the full $500. You don't subtract the calf and say the mother's only worth $200. But you don't apply the same logic to a chicken and an egg. If the chicken caused damages, caused $10 of damage, and the chicken's worth $3, so you've got to pay $5, but the chicken's only worth $3, but it's got a very good egg inside it, and together with the egg it's worth $5. No, the egg is separate. You don't calculate the egg together with the chicken because the egg is not part of the chicken. The egg is a separate thing, but it's, so there's a difference, explains the Rambam based on the Gemara, that with a chicken and an egg, the story is different from a cow with a calf. The, uh, the, cow, the ubar, the calf inside the cow's womb is considered part of the cow. That's how the Rambam paskins, leading us to a difficult Rambam in Hilchot Avadim, where the Rambam says, listen to these cases, they're just so fascinating, but it gets even more, it gets even more fascinating when we get into some quantum mechanics. So the Rambam brings the, the following halakha. I, a man says to his slave woman who is pregnant, you are free, but your baby will remain my slave. Right? So he's separating them out. I'm giving you freedom, but your baby who is also my slave, I'm not giving freedom to. Tzarav Kayamim, that works. The other way around, if she says, you are my slave, but I'm letting your baby go. Your unborn fetus, when this baby is born, it can go. That's nothing. That's like you're letting half the, you're being meshachre, you're letting free half the slave. You can't do that. Why? Because Ubar is Yerechimo, because the, the, the baby is part of the mother. And you're saying the baby is going to be a, a free and you're going to remain a shivcha. You're splitting one being into two. You can't do that. Ask the Ivan, then how does it work in the first one? Either way, either you hold Uber Yerechimo, in which case the second law makes sense and the first doesn't, or you hold the Uber, the fetus is not part of the mother, in which case the first one makes sense, not the second one. The rivet goes in to explain it based on the fact that Uber love Yerechimo, that the Rambam holds that the Uber is not part of the mother. But the case of Mishnah says, and that the, the Ravid is explaining the Rambam, not disagreeing with the Rambam, the, the Lechem Mishnah says, no ways, the Rambam clearly holds that Uber is Yerechim. So we don't even know what the Rambam holds in this matter. It's so paradoxical. It is so in its nature, by definition, and Uber is so two things at once that, that the Tanoim aren't clear on it, the Amoroim aren't clear on it, the Rishonim aren't clear on it, the Rambam's not clear on it. It's... It's inherently paradoxical. And Reb Chaim says a very important thing. Reb Chaim Soloveitchik is just this, uh, uh, this amazing um, innovation of a method of understanding and learning that Reb Chaim Soloveitchik introduces. And here's an example of it where he says, This law of Uber Yerech Imo, Eino Rakli Inyan Ha'Uber. That applies to the Uber. He, he, he takes the paradox further. If you look at it from the fetus's perspective, it's part of its mother. Because without the mother, it's nothing. It can't exist without the mother. It's being fed by the mother. It's being sustained by the mother. It's just part of the mother. But if you look at it through the mother's eyes, 
Moshiach Klaikel, the Gabi did that, Uber Yechimo. The Uber is not her, her limb because she can manage without it. It's going to get born afterwards and off it walks. The Rambams, the Reb Chaim Soloveitchik separates out the perspective. If you look at it from the perspective of the fetus, the fetus is part of the mother. If you look at it from the perspective of the mother, the fetus is independent. And that opens all sorts of possibilities as we're reasoning. But, but let's, let's hold there for a moment and here I'll show you the fascinating discovery. So, okay, according to Reb Chaim, from the fetus's perspective, the fetus is part of the mother. So how should the Rambam Paskin about the decomposed dust? So you've got the decomposed dust of the mother and the fetus. Is this one body or two bodies? How should the Rambam Paskin, based on, on Reb Chaim, from, because from the mother's perspective, it's what? It depends how you look at it, right? It depends how you, so we don't know. It should, it's, it's really very difficult. We don't know. And what does the Rambam actually paskin? The Rambam paskins, in our case, um, if you look just a, a little bit higher in the, in the source sheet, Rambam Yilchus Tumas Ames Per Gimel the, this is not Tome. The Rakav is not Tome. This dust is not Tome because it's two bodies. So why does the Rambam take it so clearly that this is two bodies if we're dealing with, with paradox? So here, as I, as I try always the, the Matmanim, I like... There to be a chidush for people who are learning the sugya, for people who are actually getting into the Gemara, and a chidush for people who are just listening to it because they're interested in, in, in the Gemara's reasoning. So the chidush here is this issue that the Rambam Paskins and what the Gemara is discussing here is not about whether an Ubar is Yerich Imo or not. Whether an Ubar is Yerich Imo, whether an Ubar is part of the mother or not, is a paradoxical question throughout Shas, and we know its complexity, and let's say we go with Reb Chaim's view because it's the, the clearest, most wonderful view, that, that it depends what perspective you're looking at it. From the mothers, it's, it's not part of her body. From the fetus, it is part of her body. And that gives one a sense of, of the whole. That's not the issue here. The issue here is actually a different one and one that we've got to use in our lives every moment that we live. The issue here starts further up where the Gemara asks, Hizkia asks, if, a per, if a, the dead body, the person dies just before they're going to have a haircut, their hair's very long and should be cut, or their nails are very long and should be cut, do we can say, do we say, it's as if it's already cut and now you're burying the, uh, the body with cut hair, which is a different case of burying the body with the hair attached. In other words, since this is, it's time to cut the hair off, do we consider it as cut or not? And the Gemara goes into the Sophic and remains a Sophic. But it's an interesting idea that the Gemara have. We, have. we have this often in Halakha. Do we consider that since something's going to happen, it's as if it's happened already? And that's what the Gemara is dealing with here. Now, if you look at the Gemara's question about the fetus, what is the Gemara saying? Kivan de Sofolat Mifresh Parish. The Gemara is saying, no, I understand the Uber is Yerechimo. Yes, an Uber is, belongs to the mother. Certainly, if you look at it from the, from the Uber's perspective, from the fetus perspective. But it's going to become an independent person. It's going to get born. 
like the hair do we consider it already born or not? On that, Paskins the Rambam, based on the Imtim Saloma, yes, we do consider it as if it's already born, at least from a perspective of Sophic, at least from a perspective of doubt. And that's why the Rambam lists it together with the din of Gazazu Sarot Sipornayim. Chizkiah's question and, Rab- and Rabbi Yirmiya's question, the Rambam puts together in one halacha. The issue is not whether Uber Yerech Imo, that's dealt with in other places. The issue is, even if Uber is Yerech Imo from the perspective of the Uber, at least, since it's going to be born, do we treat it as born or we don't treat it as born? So take this idea and apply it to life. What are we dealing with? We're dealing with an Uber. An Uber is paradoxical. Again, as we said at the outset, is an Uber part of the mother? Yes. Is an Uber independent? Yes. Is an Uber life or potential life? Yes, it's both. An Uber is whatever you say. A fetus is everything. It's just it's, just, it's opposites. So it's a halachic and a, and a life concept that contains within it opposites. And that's life. Because, because so much of our lives is like that, contains within it the potential for opposites. What do you do when you can't resolve a paradox? When it contains within itself opposites? You use halachim quantum physics. Halachic quantum physics. You look at it, you resolve it by its future, not by its present state. The reason you have a paradox is because you can only see the present. If you could see the future, there would be no paradox. If this fetus was born, it wouldn't be a question. Is it part of the mother or not? No, it isn't. Is it an independent life or isn't it? Yes, of course it is. Everything's resolved once it's born. The only reason you're in paradox is because you're in the present, you're not in the future. And we have a halachic concept of do we consider, since we know something is, is going to happen if natural, the natural course of events, do we consider that as already happening? And as I said, I don't understand enough of it, but those of you who do will know what to do with it, and you can read more on it. But in, in quantum physics, that's what we're beginning to say, that the, the future has already happened, that the future lies in the potential. Every moment has within it all the potential of the future. So the way things actually act out are already in the present moment. And we've got to know we're living in times that are paradoxical. We're living in times that are very confusing. We, we don't know what the, what the future is going to be. It's not possible to know what the, what the future is going to be. Um, somebody said to me yesterday, as a big investor, a venture capital major investor, says, I'm not investing for the next few months. How can you invest in a world where you have no idea of what's going to be tomorrow, what's going to be next month? You have no idea. And we're living in that situation. We've just got to understand, we don't have an idea, but the Rebunishim does. And if you can just get your mind around the fact whatever is going to happen is already happening. We can be part of it. We can choose what part we want to play in it. But we don't have to stress ourselves about what's going to happen and what is happening and what does it all mean for us. Whatever's going to happen is already happening. And, and it's happening in front of us and we're part of it and we can go along with it and we can choose our, our stance, we can choose our attitude, we can choose how we relate to it and respond to it. But there's, there's going to be a future. Things are going to are going to play out. And when we look in, in retrospect, as I said in my uh, Purim Shir, when you, when you look in retrospect, when you can see the long shot and not the close-up, things make such sense. It all becomes... The, the difficulty, the paradox is the Uber. I don't know. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at it close-up and it's an Uber. What is an Uber? Is it alive or isn't it live? Is it the mother or isn't it? I don't know. It's confusing. That's life. When you look at the present moment, I don't know. It's confusing. 
Just understand there's a future. This is all going to unfold. It's all going to work out. Keep your eyes open to watch the unfolding and be ready for the unfolding, but to realize that in every present moment there lies within it the potential for what's going to happen and what's going to unfold. Mm -hmm.